What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Live at the Family Barbecue. Yes. <laughs> AWOL in the house with uh, the beautiful Nubian queen. Imani Shani. How you feeling today, my G? Hey, you know, man, I can't complain. Life is great. Life is great. Life is good. All right. Let's get right into it. Um, I think you was going to talk to me about this Shea Queen. Uh, Shea Queen. What is it? Shea Moisture? Shea Moisture. What happened? They just um, released a video for their campaign. And it was just lacking a lot of melanin you feel me like i guess they were trying to expand their consumer base to non-melanated humans but um it just seems as if we were left completely out of the video in order to gain new consumers so i agree with everybody kind of turning up um yeah, I mean, it's pretty whack. <laughs> I don't really know what else to say about it. I'll be honest with you, yo. I I I felt I felt a little bit different about it. So I felt like I don't know how long the company has been around. They've been for a little while, though, right? They've been around for a couple. Yeah, minute. I guess so. So I know they've had uh, a lot of. I mean, we've been their main, um, their main market. You know that they've been going towards is the black community, and I think, uh, well, I took it as it was just them trying to branch out and get to it. I don't know. I don't really look at commercials, so I don't know if they have any other commercials with black folks. But it seems like they already have that market, so it probably wasn't. You know, that's not the issue. They're just trying to branch out some more. So I mean, it's like I was talking to my homeboy today, and it's like I mean, we give our money to Pantene Pro V. Those are white-owned companies. Um, Jergens, you know, whoever else, anything, you know what I'm saying, that that white people uh, may have started and they branch out and they get our money. So I honestly ain't had no problem with them trying to get other folks money because I think that's a part of how you grow your business. And, um, you know, I, I don't think it was a, them really leaving anybody out. I don't know if they have any other commercials. I, I don't know if that might have been what people was mad about. But I just feel like it was them kind of trying to branch out. And I think that's what they're trying to I don't know. They they probably got plans of being like a Pantene Pro-V or something like that. Something that's known like on a global basis. So if you could tap into other people's money, I just, hey, I don't see what's wrong with that, yo. I feel you. I mean, I'm going to still buy their stuff, but <laughs> I mean... <laughs> They just could have so, did that video a little different. That's all. I didn't even see the video. Like, what happened in it? It was just maybe one. She looked, she looked Arabic or Middle Eastern, Loki. Um, but she had like long curly hair, like mm-hmm. down her back, and then it was two white girls. Mm-hmm. Those were like the three main people in the video, and it kept going back and forth between mm-hmm. those three, and they were just talking about. I'm going to, like, try to remember, but I could be wrong about some of it. But they were just talking about, um, like, hair hate. Mm -hmm. Like, how they didn't like their hair low-key growing up and how they used to get made fun of uh, for their hair. They didn't like the color, so they dyed it and fried it, blah, blah, blah. And they were just going on and on and on. The white girls was talking like that? Yes. Oh. 
um, on and on and on about how they want to change their hair and this and that and that and this. And then it just summed up with them saying that Shea Moisture was the answer to their health. <laughs> Honestly, bro, we turned up in that commercial, bro. We flipped the tables and niggas is mad at that, bro. Like, we flipped I mean, the script and they mad. Like, yo, listen, whenever I watch the Pantene Pro V commercials upstairs, like on TV or something, I check them. I don't see them off there. I'd be like, bro, is it really black folks out there using Pantene Pro V like that? Like, no, but it's going to be a couple. So, I mean, they're trying to just reach something that they ain't got yet. So, it's like, man, niggas got to get over that, bro. Black Twitter be trying to be too mad, bro. I'm saying. I mean, I understand. Moisture. All I'm saying is I understand where their little anger was coming from. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see nothing wrong with trying to, like you said, reach out to new consumers. Like, get your they're money. Try, they're trying to be billionaires. Y'all niggas need to stop hating. Anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you know, you and me, you can at me if I, you know, I'm gonna watch the commercial after this. So I ain't seen it yet, but based off what you're saying and like what I feel like they was trying to do, just me thinking like if it was my business, now it'd be something different if they was like all of those, uh, the white girls and the Middle Eastern girl, and they was like, look at that nappy headed motherfucker over there. And then they was. <laughs> And it was a black girl or something. <laughs> and it was like, all right, you trying to kick us out the product? Like, you don't want us no more? Like, I'm confused. But, nah, I mean, come on. We'll be all right. right. We'll be all right. Did you read the uh, that article uh, that sent you about the, uh, it was, I guess, the, uh, the African girl. It was an African girl who was talking about African-Americans wearing uh, black but not black, but African, like actual African garments and African face paint and things like that. Mm, I didn't get a chance to read the whole thing, no. Let me give you guys the name of it so y'all can look it up if you feel like it. So it's called uh, Black Black America, Please Stop Appropriating African Clothing and Tribal Marks. And uh, it's at... I'll give you the website, THSPPL.com, whatever that stands for. But it's, yeah, THSPPL.com. So basically, this girl's whole thing was like, um, you know, black people get mad at, like, white folks for appropriating, like, our styles or trying to make our styles, like, cool. You know what I'm saying? Or trying to make those joints, sorry. So, like, whether it's white folks wearing cornrows. You know what I'm saying? Like, folks are getting that Kim Kardashian and some of those other ones for that. or uh, It could be all sorts of stuff. Anything we do with some flavor. Like, that's just, like, part of black culture that you see white people start doing. And we get mad at them for that. And um, she was saying the same thing can be said for, uh, you know, black people wearing, like, dashikis and other African print or, like, you see folks walking around, like, doing the face paint sometime from out here. And her thing was just basically, like, that could be very, like, disrespectful to people from Africa if you got, like, two people from, uh, you know, you wearing three different type of tribal things on. So you might have a dashiki from somewhere, but you might have face paint from somewhere who's worn with the people who got the dashiki, and then you might be wearing earrings from another spot, and all of these people could be in conflict, you know what I'm saying? 
and like you just walking around with it and these are folks that's like really going to war got issues and stuff like that and you just oblivious to like what's going on so she was basically saying like folks like black african americans need to be more aware uh of when they do stuff like that and i'll be honest like i kind of i felt her because i know i've been guilty of it too like i wore a dashiki before and things like that outside not often but um i usually pride myself on trying to make sure i know exactly um what it is i'm wearing and what it means and uh, like we were just talking about upstairs like i didn't until i had kind of read this article and it was talking about a lot of the stuff you wear for like um you know weddings or graduations and funerals and stuff like that and like you know niggas being they dashikis at the club (laughs) so she basically said put some respect on them african garments names and like i honestly feel it bro because a lot of people be doing stuff in the name of africa out here and it don't be nothing like (laughs) it don't be nothing righteous about it like you feel me africa you know what i'm talking about though low key One group of women comes to mind, but yes, I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even about to go there with you, bruh. <laughs> but all I'm saying is, bruh, I know everybody done been at a black college or something like that. Even not at a black college, you just been around the hood or something. And you just saying, like, you feel me? A girl with like an aunt, you know? Tatted on her lower back or something like that. And you'd be like, yo, what that mean? And she'd be like, mm, I don't know. It's an African something. And it's just like, all right, yo. Like, my thing is this. Like, I don't think it should be, I don't necessarily think, uh, you know, people from the continent Africa should be like, you know, dogging us out, you know what I'm saying, for, uh, you know, wearing stuff like that because it's a strong disconnect. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of us don't know where, um, you know, exactly where our roots started in Africa. So, a part of it is just us, like, just tapping into that. And that's like, shoot, like, I just want to be a part, you know, of where I came from, even if I don't know where it is. So, you know, I think folks got to understand that, too. It's a part of us still trying to find ourselves. But along with that, we do got to respect the fact that, um, you know, it is people's cultures and um I think it's just more of a personal thing. I think personally we should try and, uh, you know, just educate our stuff ourselves on the things we're wearing. Even if it's not, um, you know, African garments, it could be anything, um, you know, symbols and stuff from other clothing lines. If we don't know what they mean, like sometimes like I was at uh, what was the spot right next to your store, Money, that you used to work at? Um, what kind of store was it? Uh, John Marvados was the one. John Allen. No, All Saints. They had All Saints or something like that. It was like next door or something like that. And like it was some symbols on some of the stuff they was they they had on their clothes. And I was like, mm, I don't know if I should wear that, bro. I don't know what that is. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So I think, you know, we got to take that same approach to like everything. Just trying to be knowledgeable on stuff we get involved with. So that's what I think. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think it's just going to just make us stronger and better humans by doing more research on what we're wearing and stuff. And I think inspiration comes from everywhere. Mm -hmm. And a lot of things that companies don't know. And you know what? Honestly, some of them might be aware of what they're putting on stuff. 
and they just try not to acknowledge it, but they get inspiration from somewhere. Everybody gets inspiration from somewhere. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I agree. It's just, and I'm, like you said, you're guilty of it. I'm guilty of it, too. Um, Because mm, sometimes I just don't care to look that stuff up. I'm like, dang, <laughs> It just looked dope. Yeah, it just looked dope. Like, <laughs> I want to wear it. Right, right, right. But it's true, too, even with, like, tattoos, when mm-hmm. people want to go and get um, Arabic or mm-hmm. some type of Asian... Um, language or something tatted on them like you look up to see what you're getting tattooed on you so mm-hmm. like it's the same thing you don't want to tattoo a bad word on your body that's true so that's the same thing no so i mean i was like even as a young kid like like because she was talking about the face paint and stuff like that too it's like bro even as a child when they we went to a carnival or a fair or something they said, yo, which one, you know, which one do you want your face painted as? Like Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, whatever. I always made sure I got the one who nigga I knew about. Like, period. Like, always, every time. <laughs> it was like, I know Spider-Man, I know Batman. Like, I want to make sure I get those. I may not know too much about this green one, but I know who this is. So, I mean, I think it's just it's being real, man. It's, just, it's a simple concept. Like, you definitely should know what you're wearing and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially if it's coming from those people, because you don't want to. I don't think you know you want to come off as disrespectful too. And like I said, it's still us, you know, part of finding ourselves. And I think some of them, like you know, most of them are coming from a good spot. And I think it's just saying, like you know, just know what you're wearing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, agree. I think that's real. Yeah. Uh, you gotta make a drop. A drop. I'm about to make a drop. Anyway, if you're listening to this, make sure you go to GetFarMagazine.com, the number one magazine for black culture. I already spelled it out for y'all enough times, but I'm going to do it one more time. G-E-T-F-A-R Magazine.com. Booyah! So while you at it, be sure to check out my YouTube channel, YouTube.com. I am on there under Imani Shani, I-M-A-N-I-S-H-A-N-I. Yeah. Yeah. So this, a lot of topics break off into this one too, but um, Joe Mixon. A lot of people may not know the NFL draft is coming up on Thursday and uh, it's a player named Joe Mixon. He's actually from the Bay Area, went to Oklahoma and uh, he's a big part of a story going on right now about the draft because, excuse me, <clears throat> a lot of people got him uh, number one. Well, not number one, but probably like the best running back in the draft. But at the end of the season, it had came out that he had punched a girl. Like, it was like his, I think it was his freshman year at Oklahoma, like right before even football season started, like right when he had got on campus. Uh, him and a girl got into an altercation. It wasn't his girlfriend, but it was some girl um, that he had got into it with, like outside a uh, restaurant. And he had said that she called him, that she called him a nigga. And then he had just kind of lost it. And he went in there and like approached her and she pushed him. And then he punched her. And uh, he actually, he broke her jaw. One punch. Yeah, one point. So he said he snapped, lost it, and, uh, you know, that was what happened. So three years later, uh, it comes up right before the draft because he had got suspended for his freshman year for the season. So they didn't let him play. Then he came back, played, and now it's coming back up. And uh, it's a lot of people, you know, talking about 
he is, uh, you know, should he get drafted, all of this and that. Um, so, you know, he is going to get drafted, but it's just been a lot of questions about, like, as far as, like, you know, the, uh, you know, men, men and women getting into altercations and men hitting women and things like that. So I really wanted to get your take, Monty, and see what you think, because it's different because it's not necessarily a domestic violence situation because they weren't together. But, um, you know, it was a man uh, hitting a woman, but, you know, it was something that happened like when he was a, uh, you know, when he was a teenager, basically still in high school. And, uh, you know, three, four years later now, um, him moving forward. So I kind of wanted to see kind of what you think about that, just in terms of like those situations. How should they be handled? What do you mean, like the situation where he's with the girl and that happens? How should it be handled? Or I think I'm just saying, like, yeah, because I think it'll all go back to it. Uh, but well, first off, um, just with this situation, um, since it happened, you know, three years ago, they've talked. At him and the girl that he had to talk, they both forgave each other. They both said they could have handled things different. Um, so me personally, I feel like, you know, I mean, I think that should be the end of it. Like, that's been like the only red flag he's had his whole life. You know what I'm saying? It hasn't been like he's been a trouble kid or, you know, things like that. And he's always in trouble. He made a mistake. Um, so I really feel like it should be one of those things where, you know, he did his due diligence. He got suspended. They both talked about it. He went to therapy counseling and, um, you know, it should be should move on. But. I think the thing that a lot of people are saying is like, I mean, what should the punishment be for things like this? And like, as a society, like, you know, when are you supposed to forgive somebody? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, if if they had a conversation and they spoke to each other apologize and squashed it I feel like like you said like that should be that at the end of the day you should never put your hands on a woman women should never put their hands on men and I feel like I don't know I hate to say it but like we live in America like that's not the last time a white person is going to call him a nigga Mm. like but you can't react that way for every single situation every time like you said that was the only time it that that was the only time he had something like that happen to him that was his only red flag um but i just feel like you have to mentally be stronger and more prepared for that especially for he's in the nfl Mm -hmm. especially for the nfl but if you're about to be um on a platform like that where you're going to be like a celebrity basically like people are going to know your name people are going to like you're going to have enemies so i don't know what team you're on but there's going to be a lot of people who aren't going for that team whatever mm-hmm. so a lot of that taunting a lot of comments a lot of name calling is going to come with it so i think he i think the situation was handled properly if i was just speaking to him one-on-one i would just say i would just my advice to him would just be to mentally prepare for his future because mm-hmm. a lot more of that is going to come. Right. And that's the only thing I would have to say to him. Like, 
Um, I think he did well for talking to her about it, for apologizing, etc. He was young. We all did stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. Bad, bad things in high school, and I'm not dismissing it. But, yeah, I just feel like it was squashed. Yeah. And it's like I said, like, I think um, good, good, good response too, my G. Thanks, homie. <laughs> but uh, I think, like, one thing we got to uh, consider is, like, we got to, I'm not saying let, I'm not saying let kids be kids, but I'm saying we got to understand where folks was at, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, for him and for her. You know what I'm saying? Like, they both said they could have handled things differently. I don't want us to get to a point where it's like we punishing somebody who did something when they was in high school for the rest of their lives because they did something crazy. That's not saying we're supposed to um, accept it and be like, you know what I'm saying, this is all right. Like, nah, like, they should be punished and have to go through what they're going through. But I still think they should be able to, you know, have opportunities, you know, that are in front of them. Because like you said, we all do things stupid when we're young. Now, if it becomes a reoccurring thing and something happens again, then that's when it's like, okay, uh, you can't be a part of this. So uh, I think you're right. Like, it just comes down to uh, one, understanding the situation. It was a it was a one-time thing. One time is too many, but... Just in terms of uh, him, he wasn't a person who was in trouble all the time and things like that. Um, so I think, you know, you got to give people a second chance to do better. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to give and, and let them prove themselves, you know, let them prove himself. Where do you think that kind of comes from? Like just because we hear about it all the time, even if it's not athletes, just, uh, you know, if it's, you know, like men putting their hands on women, like what you think? Where do you think that comes from, like, that just being all right? Because if it was me, I know, I think I know where it comes from, but just, like, how? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just, like, how can you, uh, you know, unless you, you know, because a lot of times it's not, like, a situation where you, like, defending, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You're fighting for your life. So it's just, like, how can I, why do you think? You know, men sometimes allow themselves to get pushed to the point where they even want to put their hands or allow themselves to put their hands on a woman. I'm going to sound like your mama, but mental illness. (laughs) (laughs) That's not funny. Nah, but you know, I do. To me, I don't know. To me, it, it, in my head, it breaks down as something mental. I feel like in majority of their minds they're feeling like that is a way to prove something Mm -hmm. they're feeling like because i know honestly like i have a pretty slick mouth and there have been many occasions where i have taunted someone and been like (laughs) you know you've had like you ain't gonna do nothing you ain't gonna hit me you know i got a mouth and i'm not saying that's okay because um because someone talks to you slick again that's mentally preparing yourself for stuff like that mm-hmm. but i'm just saying i feel like i don't know some men almost feel um like that's a way to show that they are a man in a situation because mm-hmm. I, I feel like at the end of the day no woman can outpower a man mm-hmm. so i feel like by striking women and, and i feel like realistically when you do hit a woman whatever argument was happening it immediately stops after that mm-hmm. so i feel like that's like a 
I'm the man and I need to show you I'm the man because I have no other way of showing it to you right now. I don't know how to express with my words. I don't know how to express with any other actions than to this, than to do this mm-hmm. because I know that's going to stop mm-hmm. whatever is going on, the argument, the fight, mm-hmm. whatever. So to me, it's kind of like a, a mental, I got to show you who's boss. Mm-hmm. And they lose. They don't know how to get that across mm-hmm. um, outside of being physical. Right. I think uh, I think you yeah I think you're right I think you hit it on the head I also think um, I think it comes down to one like as a man you got to know your strength like first off and I think most of them do uh, but I think I think a lot of that stems from and this is not all the case because I'm sure there's people who've had two parents in the household too that have struck people. But I think not having um, someone to sit down and talk to you about how you need to conduct yourself in a relationship mm-hmm. has a lot to do with it. Because I think a lot of kids, um, like, they go into relationships blind. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, because like, I know for me, like, I was always talking to mom and dad about uh, relationships and stuff like that before I ever even got into one. Mm-hmm. So dad would, would always be like, yo, if you ever get to a point where you even getting too mad, like, you know what I'm saying? Where you feel like you're going to say something you shouldn't say, like, just leave. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like from the jump, like you just need to leave then. Don't even wait until you get to a point where you feel like you're going to hit somebody or put your hands on or push her or shake. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Don't even allow yourself to get to no point like that because there's no way you're going to win that situation. Mm-hmm. Like, period. You know what I'm saying? So I always had that in my in my head, my mom always told me the same thing. It's like, look, son, no matter how mad you get, like, never put your hands on them. And like I said, I think what dad said was even, you know, hit even more home. It's just like you can't. We all know, like, in our minds when we get into a boiling point. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is if you with somebody who is in a relationship with you, they nine times out of ten Nine times out of ten, know what's going to take you to that point. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And sometimes we do it on purpose because it's like, man, I just want to make such and such mad. So I'm going to talk to them Mm -hmm. like this type of way. I'm going to say something that I know is going to get them mad, you know, on both sides. Mm -hmm. So um, I think you just got to have a certain type of conduct in a relationship. And we got to understand that someone has to be the bigger person. And I think that's not being talked about enough is like. It has to be somebody in there that's going to be a bigger person. If you if it's two people in there that don't have the ability to let someone be the bigger person or, you know, what I'm saying or if it's two people who both petty, like I think that's like the worst thing you can do because that could go crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think it, it really comes down to I hope we, I really think it's something like a lot more people should be talking about in schools like mm-hmm. from shoot from like middle school elementary school because a lot of people are actually coming from homes where they seen their parents get beat you know whether it was their mom getting hit on or their dad getting hit on because a lot of people don't even talk about that either it's a lot of you know men they get beat on as well mm-hmm. you know in relationships so um i think it's something that we really got to think about as a society is like how can we start talking to these kids about how to conduct themselves in relationships mm-hmm. You know, we can't just throw them into the field and then expect them to just know what to do, especially if they're coming from broken homes because they have no clue, you know what I'm saying, what it takes. True. 
Very true. So, um, yeah, I think that's... uh, I think um, you need to teach that class. Oh, my goodness. Nah, man. (laughs) You know, I I wait till I get uh, married or something like that. Before you teach a relationship class? Maybe. Nah, I mean, I guess there's some stuff I could tell them now, though. Yeah. Hey, that's true. Yeah. Maybe we should. You know what I'm saying? At me, America. See if, you know, we should do a relationship. And maybe we should bring some, uh, you know, we should bring low keys. We should bring a man who suffered from domestic violence and a woman who suffered from domestic violence in here. And bring them on the show one time and kind of, mm. you know, mm-hmm. so we can get both sides of it. I think that would be cool. I think that's a good idea, too. I mean, not cool, like, oh, man, that's cool, but, you know, it'll be an interesting conversation. So, was it, uh, before we finish out, was it a couple, I thought it was a couple questions we didn't uh, hit last week. Yes, because Amira doesn't know how to check a DM. Um, Wait, someone sent us questions in the DM? Someone, one person sent us, if it's not in there, then that means they deleted it. But someone had sent us one question in there that you had not, um, like, approved. Okay. Oh, my boy said you didn't answer his question uh, last week because it was the end of the episode. So he About said, baby mama? Yeah, he said he really wanted you to, like, give your take on that. All right, and that's, that was a serious request. He was like, yo, like, can she, you know... Okay, the question was, why do they start... <laughs> Wait a minute. Why you get mad, bro? Why you get mad, bro? Because I'm mad that this is coming up again on the <laughs> next podcast. <laughs> what was the question? The question was, why... <laughs> why do baby mamas stop taking pictures with their kids after they get their pre-pregnant body back? <laughs> So, again, I have not witnessed this. I feel like you have and you don't want to say it. I have not witnessed you mean, you're trying to be loyal to the any soil. baby mamas do that, period. Come on, bro. But, um, I don't know. As a single man, Mir, um, do you would you date someone with a child? <laughs> Wait a minute. Why is yep. this going back on yep. me? Yep. Why is this going back on me, bro? As a single, what are you, 28? 28-year-old... Uh, yeah. Stud muffin, would you date a woman that has a child right now? All right, I'll answer that, but can you answer the question? I literally cannot answer the question without you first answering that because I haven't even witnessed this question. So I need a little bit of, a little bit of help. Okay, so would I date a woman who has a baby? Mm -hmm. At twenty eight, I could, but. It'd be a one kid max. This is my. <laughs> and that's <laughs> me, why, right there. Let me run, that let me is run, why. Let me run down the list. It'd be a one kid max. So if you got twins, kind of out of luck. If what? they got twins, <laughs> they can't even control that. That's just where I'm at with it. Please add him. Please <laughs> add him, Black Twitter. That's just, that's just where I'm at with it. Twitter in general. That's just where I'm at with it. So, second, they would have to definitely be, uh, well, I mean, this is just going back into, like, what I like, but it would, it, they definitely had to be ambitious and, like, you know, be, like, definitely working towards, like, something, like, super, super goal-oriented. Because uh, I feel like if you got the, if you got the baby and you just, like, kind of freestyling with it, it's like, 
nah. Now, if you don't got a baby, like, you got a little bit more time to figure that out. But it's like, yo, you got to, you kind of got to get on that. It ain't about you no more. Mm-hmm. So, did I answer your question? It definitely did. And All right, because you still didn't answer the question. I got you right here. I think some women who don't have their stuff together stop posting the children. Um, you said women who don't got their stuff together? Low-key, because it's just like, <laughs> if you got your stuff together, you, like, you're not... Um, you don't feel like you're going to miss an opportunity to be with the person of your dreams because of your child. Like, you're not going to... You know what I mean, kind of? Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Kind of, sort of. Like, oh, how do I explain this? And they don't have the baby father in their life either. Like, I just need some more background. Like, I just feel very <laughs> awkward. Yeah. Oh, if I, no, if I'm dating a woman with a baby, it can't be no baby baby daddy drama. No baby daddy drama. Why you sound like, that? <laughs> like who did you? Become? No just... baby daddy drama. All right. Well, <laughs> I don't know who I'm doing this podcast with anymore. But um, you know, I mean, that just might be a cry out because they don't have anything else going on in their life beside that child, but they don't want that to come across. So you saying basically that they going back to the photos, the pre-baby photos or the pre-baby body type photos because they trying to draw in a man that don't think they got a baby and then throw it on them later that they do got a baby. Okay, in so many words, yeah, but I'm not saying that, no. Honestly, that's kind of scandalous, I'm just saying. I'm not saying that. Yo, be upfront with your baby, man. It might be a good selling point. At least you know you you be getting it out the way early. Uh, You know what I'm saying? I think that's something you should... That should be something you tell them from the jump. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Heck yeah. Uh, You shouldn't wait till like a month in, two months. Like, how how you been hiding this baby? It's like, hi, how you doing? (laughs) What's your name? I have a son, daughter. I got got twins. Ooh, I'm out. Anyway. That's scandalous. It is, but you know. So, these are the last two questions. I'm going to let you answer these for real. (laughs) Why? When did women agree it was cool to be naked on social media and compare it to a fight or someone being killed on social media? What? I've never. Who is there an example or something? Like I'd never seen that either. You you want some feedback on that one? Like I think no. He was talking about it was a lady. Did you hear about the Atlanta orgy joint? Like that lady who she had like put up a post on Craigslist for like Atlanta orgy or something like that. Heck no. Yeah. Well, anyway, she had did that. She had posted something about Atlanta Orgy, and then all these people, like, showed up, and then she, I don't know, she filmed it, a videotaped it, and wrote something about it. So, like, the next week, she did a post, like, butt naked, (laughs) talking about social justice and things like that, and I think that's what he's talking about, like, when did we start combining social justice or... When did women decide to start doing social activism while naked? 
My thing is, <laughs> saying women as a whole, what do you, I, I'm a woman, I've never seen that, never experienced that emotion, can't never, relate, never felt don't like know. It, never felt like it naked. Nah. So she, so basically what you're saying is they don't speak for the whole female delegation. I feel like that should be self-explanatory, but yes, that's what I'm saying. I mean, honestly, I agree. I mean... What was it? Were you? What happened at Atlanta? Like I think it did happen in Atlanta. I mean, say no more. I seen I seen some joints walking naked in L.A. like a couple weeks ago. I mean that's fine, but that has nothing to do with comparing it to what do you say? Social justice? Yeah, but I mean you you like a lot of the, uh, it'd be it'd be a few of them doing stuff like that though, yo. Being naked and talking about social justice? Yeah. I feel like that's more so like a. Um, I think I've seen like feminist protests where they've been like <laughs> had their titties out or something. Yeah, like free I, the nipple? Nah, it don't be like free the nipple though. No? I mean I guess. Oh I, I don't know. I'd be confused on some of it to be honest with you. I don't know. This this question bothers me like the nigga who wrote it. Was it Nigel? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, wait a minute. No, that's yes, that's a trip. No, I mean, because there's been other stuff. Like, I've heard it's been like, yo, like, we can, uh, you know, you can use our bodies for this. So, you know, we're going to be naked in the street. So. What? <laughs> I'm here. Like. I'm, I'm just letting you know what I didn't read. Like. Well, send me this stuff or these pictures or whatever because I have not seen, I ain't seen the baby mamas hiding their kids or whatever. I ain't seen these women using their nakedness. Okay. So the other one is uh, uh, why, <laughs> why black feminists don't seem to want black men to walk the earth. Because they don't got no use for us, nigga. <laughs> they just need each other. They just nah. need... They just need that's nah, nah. Low key. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He wasn't, though. Nah, I'm just kidding. They don't need y'all. They just need each other. There you go. That's what it is. Low key, I mean, honestly, I mean, I feel like that's what it is. I mean... I mean, would you give a fuck about something you don't need? <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. I don't. Like, I mean. I mean, I'm just saying. I don't think that's all black feminists, but the one. Not all I, of them, but yeah, it is some of them. Definitely not. A, a majority of well, not. Well, I know a group. <laughs> it's definitely some out there that it's, don't. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely, some, definitely out there some out there. Don't of course, give a fuck of course, about of course. Um, and they stupid. Like, what you gonna say? Like, yeah, fuck them hoochies. Anyway, huh? <laughs> when did you become like this? This is not a ratchet show. You better go on. Take that over there to Charlemagne. But I mean, bro, I'm talking about the ones who said that. You know, we ain't shit. I mean, what's the question here? Why do yeah. they feel like y'all ain't shit? Yeah. Um. Don't say something because y'all ain't type shit either. Listen. <laughs> nah, I mean, I don't really have no answer for that. Like, I can't, I literally have not been able to answer 
these last three questions. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, bro, we all about unifying on this show. You feel me? We love the black man. We love the black woman. And we hope that they come together so we can have a black family. So that's what we on. Yeah. Anybody talking bad on either one of them, we ain't got no love for. You know who Jesse Williams is? No, <laughs> uh, you talking about him breaking up or him yeah. divorcing his drink? Yeah, yeah, that just made me. That just made me think about that. Well, what you was about to say? Um, you think he'll? So then you know who I'm talking about then, and you know the situation. He said it's not true though, right? And him being with that uh, the white girl. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. We'll catch it on the next podcast. Yeah, I think he said that wasn't true. Imani but I was about to say, church. Black Twitter was about to drag the shit out of him. Nah, dead. <laughs> That's why I brought it up. <laughs> no, because I had seen that earlier, too. I was like, ooh. <laughs> but, hey, Jesse, don't, don't do that. You can't go from the BET Awards having that type of speech and then break, Absolutely not. And then break up with your wife. The natural hair, you know what I'm saying? Sister. <laughs> And then, <laughs> you know, not. do that, Jesse. That just ain't a good look. Do that, Jesse. You can't do that, like, in less than 12 months, less than a year. That's not a good look. I'm sorry. Just saying. Agreed. So, anyway, until the next time. It's been real, fam. Uh, One love, peace, love, and light. Hakuna Matata, niggas. And she said it wasn't a ratchet show. That's not okay. <laughs>